From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about burnout, right? Burnout. I think this is something that we've probably all experienced at one time or another, right? But what is what is burnout? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking when you don't want to do what you're supposed to do anymore. Well, okay. <laughs> that's, it. that's the that's not really that's the million dollar question. What is what burnout? is burnout? Man, you starting us off with the big question. I just feel that's so right. burned out. Well, since we're talking about burnout, we need to let our audience know. Like, all right, can I start off with something? Yeah. Go ahead. I people, feel like I there's a rant use happening. The word burnout. I think there's a rant. He's well, like, when he asks, <laughs> can I start off with? <laughs> we gonna say no. Sure, Joel. <laughs> people use the word burnout way too frequently yeah burnout should not be used for tired right it's a difference when when we're talking about i'm just exhausted i need a break well it doesn't mean you're burned out like i i I hear like it's in i i feel like it's a churchy thing too like i don't hear this in broader society as much of like people whining about burnout it's like you get into the church and all of a sudden i you know I've been coming every Sunday at nine to set up chairs, and I'm just afraid I'm going to burn out. Listen, so we might have some new perspectives. So I will say it it has been a churchy thing, but there are ministries that work their people like they're robots and then do not give permission. That's me blame shifting. But here's where I take my own responsibility here. If I don't have the proper view of who I am and who God has made me as far as a human being, then I'm bitter when someone asks me to do something past my genuine capacity. And so I'm trying to live for them and then there's bitterness. So I'm just saying there are some systems out there. Oh, can I say systems? Or is that going to already be flagged? That word is such a, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Systems. There are pastors, there are staff, there are, there are staff that make it seem like it's sinful to be human. And I'm just saying Spurgeon said take a nap, even though we can't find that that's sure. actually been cited anywhere. Let's go for it. So yeah. that's it. So I, you're right. But you're I get right. it. There is a whiny culture, so, but I want to stand so up let for me, the, Let me the define it, though. Yeah, Listen help us to out, this definition. Eric's Burnout world. is commonly described as an exhausted state in which a person loses interest in a particular activity and even in life in general. Mm-hmm. Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, social, and spiritual exhaustion. Can I go back to this moment in my mid-20s? (laughs) She's eating donuts while we're... (laughs) Another week, another donut. I'm fine. I'm fine. I went on a walk. I went on a walk today. Sheesh. Stephanie, start now preparing for next year's 5K. Hey. Hey. I was going to say, from couch to 5K, I use it every 5K. (laughs) 365-day plan from couch to 5K. (laughs) No, you only need three months, which is why I'm in the situation I'm in. All right, Um, go back. Go back to the 20s. So when I was in my mid-20s, I uh, hit discouragement and burnout. So uh, the reason I keep going back to this is it was severe, all right? Let me give you some more details. Mm -hmm. It was late August. I, uh, I felt like my body shut down. I couldn't think straight. I was in tears all the time. And you know, I, I, I'm... You never cried, <laughs> you know, I don't I cry. I've seen cry, Joel bro. in one my time, four and a half years working here. He cried only once. One time. One time. Full tear. Yep. And even that one wasn't time. 30 seconds long. So does yep. it even count? Well, <laughs> yeah. It was a genuine tear. So it was. A tear, a couple tears. I was crying all the time. Which I can't even... I can't, I can't yeah, even I can't. imagine. I couldn't even talk without crying. 
I called my parents in tears. Yeah. I was crying to my wife. I was crying to, to my boss, my pastor at the time. I cry to you. I'm a normal crier, though. So I was crying a lot, all right? I was broken. I, I felt like I was sinking. I was in heavy depression. And, uh, and I felt like everything was overwhelming. And I called it at the time burnout, and I think it was. I think it was true burnout. I remember it was Christmas time. This went on for months and it was Christmas time and I was looking at Christmas lights with my sister and we were driving through this little village with Christmas lights and I told her, I was like, this is so stupid. These are just twinkling little light bulbs. It had no beauty. I had no mm. interest in it, you know? Yeah. And my sister was like, you suck. <laughs> um, and- Heidi uh, would never say something so mean. <laughs> it took me a long time to come out of it, all right? But here's, here's what I want to say is this, is at the time we were, we were treating it as burnout, take a break. I've got too much stuff on my plate, which I did. All right. I was coming off of my wife having our first baby sure. plus a, our pastor had a brain tumor. I was in the pulpit. I was also a youth pastor. Like I had a lot on my plate, Yeah. but I didn't have as much on my plate then as I do every day now. That's my point. I didn't know how to handle it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's good. Like, I, I feel like like there's been times where I, I'm going into a new season or something like that, and I'm like, mm. oh, there's a lot going on. And I remember back to my mid-20s when I burned out. Mm. And I'm always kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, at what point is that going to happen again? So what happened? Yeah, so how? I don't know. No, you got to know. That's the mystery. You're supposed to be helping people out. You. <laughs> it's how crazy. are you going to help people? Well, it was Jesus simple. Helps. If I tell you what happened... It's so simple. It's stupid. Well, go ahead and hey, share. Like, come on now. That's the guy. <laughs> right. Listen, that's come something I now. can hold on to. It's so simple. <laughs> Jesus that's loves our, me. Right. I'm that's like, right. okay, the theme good. Of our podcast. It's so simple. simple. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's foolish. Maybe you should say foolish. Right. I was never allowed to say that word growing up. Okay, back to this. Back um, to this. What was it? What's the simplicity of it? So I got counseling. Biblical counselor. Really good right. guy. Good. And that really kind of helped me deal with 80% of the symptoms at the time coming out of counseling. Okay. He wanted to talk, what are you depressed? What are you sad about? Like what's, what makes it feel too hard? We, we were kind of getting into all of the felt issues that I yeah. had. You know, this person went back to drugs and this and that. And, and um, he said, uh, so what can you do about it? And I said, nothing. He said, say it again. That's when the light went <laughs> wow. out. Yeah. And it was what that kind of rhetoric. It? You know, it was... It was like, how does that define who you are? You know, so if everything mm. falls apart, who are you? It was identity yeah. in what I did, in what I could produce with yeah. my hands. Yeah. yeah. From the home to the job. And when that stuff started to fall apart and I didn't have the energy to keep rebuilding that, I didn't know who I was, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't, I, like I was finding myself in that stuff as opposed to being in Christ. Yeah. I, man, yeah. it's crazy because what you, it's crazy. It, maybe it isn't crazy. It's so simple. Yeah. But I think that's probably burnout may happen when we don't rightfully look at our place and our union with Christ. Yeah. And we instead look at what we think we're able to do with the stuff that he's actually propelled us towards. Right. You right. know what I mean? Because it's interesting. Yeah. You said, you know, I didn't know who I was. I think about when I first moved here to Baltimore, my identity was in my job prior. And so you would look at me at 530 and you're like, yo, uh, I mean, you're not getting any extra props for staying here like your day's over. And I'm like, I have nothing else 
to do but work because mm-hmm. I've never thought about myself outside of my job. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, especially when you're working in ministry. So we got to talk about that. Like my identity is not gospel worker as much as it's primarily united with Christ, baptized mm-hmm. with Christ. And yeah. so I, I that that was that's probably my moments of burnout is when. I'm trying to compare myself against myself's perspective of yeah. how hard I think I should right, work right. for all these other identities that Christ has actually died to <laughs> abolish, and I'm disregarding yeah. being united with yeah. Christ. Like, why are you working so hard? Yeah, I had, a, I had a mentor that told me once, your ego is the worst boss you can Sheesh. have. Horrible mm. boss. That's good. Unless the Lord builds the house. Like, we have to remember that, like, God is the self-sufficient one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not. One symptom of burnout, like when you lose perspective of who you are and who God is. I need to rest sometimes. Mm-hmm. I you can't be everywhere. Today. Look, I called out. You today. called out today. I had I had to take a day off. So, what are the other symptoms of burnout? How do you know? Like, if you were to look, and we talked about this kind of in our addiction um, podcast too. I keep bringing it in because there's such a correlation. Like, we can be addicted to work in our identities, and you don't even see it, and it it works us like slaves. So. What are some kind of like ways you're about to fall into burnout that you don't even know? Like, what's some symptoms? We should clarify that. Yes, burnout is not like an overnight thing, right? This Tell is me a, more. A, a process. Yeah. Right. Because listening to Joe, just you know, give his his testimony. It's kind of but a total in his twenties. Yeah, it was just like he was doing all of these mm-hmm. different things, adding these things, mm-hmm. and then you look up one day and. You arrive at that state, like yeah. you just burned yeah. out. But what I want to emphasize, though, it's not the adding the things even that led to the burnout. Okay. Yeah. It was my mindset yeah. in the process, yeah. my heart so in the process. Does that make work. sense? Yeah, yeah. So I think when we talk about mind, I'm going to say perspective, I think bitterness. When you start experiencing bitterness about everyday interactions Mm-hmm. particularly in ministry, people annoy you. People's sin annoys you. People's struggles annoy you. You're bitter about uh, something that could have been said a different way. You're, everything, mm-hmm. you're on edge. Um, I think that's the opposite of what Peter is pressing for. He says, yeah. let all bitter and malice yeah. be, be gone away from you. And so I think if you start noticing that your heart is becoming cold in your responses towards God's people and people who you want to be God's people, that's probably an indicator of you're mm. probably running through some burnout. Yeah, that's good. I, it's good because I know that's me. That's me. You that's what better. I can tell. <laughs> no, I don't feel bitter now, but I mean, when I feel like I'm about to get bitter, do I hit up the yeah. sisters? I do. I say, pray for me. Yeah. I feel bitterness welling up in my soul. I feel entitled. Right. I feel entitled. And sometimes the the remedy for that is just you need a nap. You know, it's sometimes. Hold have on. you had a I nap I took a nap today. You know, if I don't sleep well at night and I've got a lot on my plate and I'm short with people and mm-hmm. it's not that I'm burned out. I'm just tired. I just need a nap. And there's permission to just be tired. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's where I don't like people using the word burnout for tired. Right. You yeah. might just be tired. You might just yeah. need to sleep. You might just need a break. Yeah. yeah. So I think another symptom is uh, refusal to uh, to look at the, your bodily state. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a, a lack of acknowledgement that we're body and soul. Mm-hmm. You're not working out. You're not exercising. You're not doing any like normal rhythms. You're you're not sleeping. Yeah. And somehow you think you're going to be able to produce exactly. a well-oiled machine. There right. are only a few geniuses in this world. They're barely making it. Out and and the place. reason that matters is because when we stop our labors and we do other things, you know, whether that's yeah. rest. 
whether that's taking the Lord's Day as a day to just be with God's people, whether that is to work out or to, you know, watch a movie. Yeah. Um, what we're doing is we're, we're telling our soul that you are not found in what you produce, right? So it's not even the, that the rest itself is the answer, but it's, it, it, in a sense, it's what rest is also what you're telling your soul by, by resting, mm-hmm. by saying, I don't have to take this meeting. Yeah. I don't have to be out five nights a week. Sure. Lord, help me. You know, you're telling yourself something by that. So do you think an individual has to learn to say no to certain things? No, with the right perspective, yeah. 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 So. Well, you know why I hesitate on that? Yeah. Because I had a friend once who uh, I told him, I was like, bro, you need to learn how to say no. Yeah. He started saying no to everything. No, so yeah, I don't. I'm just gonna say nope. Yeah, I can do that, but yeah. I'm actually learning to say no right, right now. Right, right. <laughs> That's me. So, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Is I'm not his friend, but yeah. when I figure I can say no, I'm like nope. Yeah, you gotta nope. be careful. Like not a to kid let that just learned the word. Yeah. No, no. Swing too too far, <laughs> too far. But I think so. When I say that, I mean, let's say if somebody asks me to do something mm-hmm. and. Let's just say, like, I just don't have the time to yeah. do it. I'm Which not we talked able to about do last it. week with you, Elder. Right. Yeah. yeah. If I don't have the time to do it, it would be a mistake for me to say, all right, I'll do it. And then my attitude is wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm bitter. Like, that's no help to, yeah. to the person I'm trying to help. Like, it's exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe you say, you're learning to say no uh, by evaluating the reasons you say yes. Exactly. Yep. I'm going to say, too, you know, as you guys are talking, I thought about you guys being an elder team um, and even what we push at church with being an every member kind of ministry kind of thing. I think one thing that leads to burnout, particularly in in a city, is there are so many needs. You do not have to. Sometimes this is shameful, but I may like get into my car and drive just because I'm like, I I need to not look at all the needs there. You. You yeah. you know how you're like, yeah. oh, pray for opportunities? Yeah. I will say in some ways, I don't even need to, I need to always pray. But in some ways, yeah. I walk out and I'm like, I don't even need to ask God. It's literally, right. and people yeah. are very okay with impressing their needs upon you, right. whether they've yep. known you for 30 seconds right. or 30 years. And so they, there is a, it, it so you prays, stop praying for opportunities. Lord, I, <laughs> Look, no, I just started because you're serving, well, yeah, you're serving yeah. I stopped praying me. for uh yeah, your sermon got me. Yeah, a opportunities weeks ago. to serve. You said, "Let me pray." <laughs> right. He said, "Please pray for evangelical opportunities." He said, yeah. "I feel like I'm in a rut." I was like, "I should pray for that." So I have been, but I will say, um, and I pray for God for God's wisdom to yeah. to to wrestle through the needs. So I'm going to say for inner city church staff without oper- like not operating in a team, thinking mm-hmm. that you're special, like you're the point, and that yeah. you need to be the one to bring this person to what they're looking for, yeah. will have yeah. you operating solo, and you're way on your way to burnout. You need a team. You need a church. Yeah. And so I do And that doesn't say, apply to staff, but just your regular member. Yeah, yeah. I need If you're out there doing member. your own thing, it's like, I don't need the church. I've yeah. got me and my little ministry. Uh, you're, you're just heading in, in a direction of being overwhelmed yeah. with... Uh, and you're hindering yourself from making other disciples yeah. who you can teach to do the same thing. But yeah, I think yeah. if Eric, if you were to have to operate on your own without knowing you could call, you know, your sisters in Christ down the street yeah. to to tend to some really serious situations that sisters in Christ would even be tending to, yeah. like what, what what are you doing? You're set, you're setting yourself for something that you may not be you know, as able to speak about when you could bring in um, members. And so I think inner city context, some, we don't have the staff, like, God, where are the laborers? 
Um, but others, you think you actually are going to be able to do this on your own. If we think that we're out here trying to literally do everything, uh, we're trying to feed every single person that comes along, we're trying to clothe every single person, we're trying to tutor every child, you know, we've got to step back and say, what is the mission that God has sent us on as the people of God? And loving your neighbor, that does include a lot of those things. Yeah. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of times I think I've seen well-meaning uh, church members and pastors uh, in tough communities get sidetracked because yeah. they're they're mm-hmm. picking everybody up, taking them to every little job interview. Yeah. They're running all over the city. They're uh, working with every single addict that comes through that wants a dollar. You know what I'm saying? And yep. and it's just this overwhelming like, where do you stop? Yeah. yeah. And you've lost along the way the mission of the church. And what is their mission? To make disciples of Jesus. That's right. Great commission. You know, yeah, exactly. Do you guys, uh, how do you guys struggle with comparison with burnout? Because I think that that's got to be something that you care. Do you, do you guys struggle with comparison? Comparison? Yeah. Like comparing myself to others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Eric or? Yeah, or maybe, maybe, yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, I know women struggle, but what does it look like? And I mean, men have to struggle. I watched The Last Dance. Michael Jordan struggled with comparison every game. I mean, he had some sick way of being able to like, outplay everybody he felt like he was compared to it was pretty sick but it's because his ego was his god is his god but like what does that look like with burnout there's god i think there's a correlation Hmm. between burnout that's an interesting thought stuff being a pastor you know being under this guy right here joe Mm curse it's just like man like you know i've learned a lot from him he's he's like (laughs) Solid Not dude. like a normal person. <laughs> it's good. He's gifted. Wow. Yeah, get like bro. Very you gifted. know I feel that way about you, man. Psycho in the best sense. Very gifted preacher, teacher, and you know, like when I hear him preach, when I you know watch him teach Bible study, it's just like man, it's like man, I want to preach like that. Yeah. Man. Don't forget the part oh. I told you about the uh, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm sure. <laughs> He's, okay, I don't know how to get out of that in an awkward way. But, Jess but, thinks you're... The, she, yeah. I'll leave that for your wife, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she be looking at you and even playing your basketball games. I'm like, literally, they're like 18. But they're like 40. Okay, know, moving like, on. You know, very gifted, um, you know, preacher, teacher. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, like I wish I could preach that way. Or I wish I could teach that way. Um, yeah, I, I struggle with that. Well, you're kind, brother. But I, and if the reality is this, is I feel the same way about every preacher that I ever hear in our pulpit. You know, like uh, we'll have uh, another member preach or you or a guest preacher come in. And I'm always tempted to compare myself. Yeah. You know, you say that better than I say that, you know, whatever. It's just this ongoing battle that all of us have yeah. to find our success in being better than somebody else. Yeah. You know? That's right. And yeah, Stephanie, you linking that with burnout is so true. Just speaking from experience, like there's been times where I'm looking at other churches, they seem to be doing better. Uh, They seem to be making more disciples, having more of an impact. Uh, They're in a better community or whatever. And I, and I get into this spiral of comparing myself to others and, and what does that lead me to? It leads me to doing ministry out of the motivation of trying to be better than somebody else or being seen like somebody else. Yeah. Like when we do things for God or for people and 
we want to be recognized, like for our efforts. Mm-hmm. And when that recognition or that affirmation doesn't come, it's like you right scared. Mm-hmm. again. Yeah. yeah. And and what are we doing? What are we talking about with both of these situations? It's me being puffed up. Yep. You know whether I am better than that individual or whether I get yeah. the credit that I should get. And then if I if neither of those things happen, I'm burned out. We talk practicalities a little bit because ministry is busy. Kevin DeYoung, he, he has this little book called Busy. Or Crazy Too busy. busy. Crazy Busy. Yeah, that's good. Ba- his book basically, let me summarize it for you. Summarize so, it So for you us. don't have to read it. Give us yeah. a book review. Well, you can read it in 15 minutes book. and it's a yeah. really good book. It is. It's yeah, worth every penny you'll pay. And he basically says this, life is busy, so suck it up. Pretty much. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel like I've gotten that directly from Joel uh, to me. Well, I mean... <laughs> He doesn't so, suck it up because I'm much more emotional than that. Yeah, I mean, so. he says more than that, but that's my summary. And um, it, what he's saying is, is that life is busy. You know, so let's just talk about that a little bit. Like, life is busy, and so you've got, yeah, you've got your kids to get ready. you got to get to church on time. You're part of the ministry team. You've got something, somebody to meet with that afternoon. You've got work on Monday. In the midst of the busyness, like, without just simply saying, well, stop being so busy, Right. Because yeah. that's nice. That's that's cute when yeah. people say, well, you know, you gotta, try to create more margin in your life. Like, yeah. that's nice. And let's try you. to do that. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And I actually and in think. in your city, here we are. I don't know. Yeah. Here we are. And I think that life is actually meant to be used for the glory of God. It right? Is. And so, so, yeah, we need downtime for the glory of God. Right? We need recreation time for the glory of God. We need family time. Um, but this idea of like oh, I'm just going to give myself all this margin. It's just unrealistic. Yeah, am, I, I, am I speaking wrong? Am I counseling? No, I don't no, think I, it's unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Swell? No, I would just, I agree. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah. I think if we want to talk practical, I think I have to look at what God has called me to particularly. So one, what are my tasks for the day? Like we don't, I my life isn't Joel's life. It's not Eric's life. And so um, I think all the other one, to be practical, we have to think about the mission of the church, what my priorities are, and those govern what I do. And then with practical schedules, there's a lot that, that doesn't govern what I do. And so for me, practically, I serve the church first and pri- like primary. I pray for opportunities. I work within those opportunities. And because there's so much need, I've had to ask myself, man, you know, I've gotten burned out when I've compared myself to what the people I'm serving and helping with have said about me. Mm-hmm. And I have to realize that sometimes uh, that's that's not helpful because someone, there are people who do like using people. I think we need to clarify that. Uh, like there are people who like using people for what they feel like they can get. And if you're one of yeah. those people that look for yeah. vindication, affirmation, yeah. in everybody's yeah. ears, you're going to be everybody's slave driving right. anywhere and everywhere. And so I do yeah. think I have to ask myself, what has God required yeah. of me today? Yeah. And this is what he's required of me. And this is outside of the of what I can give today. Right. And I can go to sleep now. Yeah. And part of but that is that's not uh, what it was four years ago. Part or of that is a stewardship ago. question of, you know, has God given me gifts and abilities that I need to steward, which do tend to get requested a lot. Yeah. You know, because I am punctual or whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, am I just letting other people kind of control control my time with their demands as opposed to me living a life Counting the days, counting the time. What's the word there? Counting the days. days because redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to me redeeming the time because the days are evil 
making the best use of my time. The more I mature uh, in my faith, I'm just learning, like you said, to, um, just to store the responsibilities that God has given me for mm -hmm. that day mm -hmm. and not like worrying about anything else. Mm. Like I wake up, right, I know I have to go to work. I know I have to, if, I, if we have a meeting that yeah. day yeah. or, you know, Bible study, whatever. Yeah. I know I have to do this. Family life. Right. Anything outside, it's just like whatever opportunities I have to do, whatever is in front of me, like this is what I'm focusing on. That's good. And day and by day, man. Michael Jordan in uh, what was his documentary? Just the Last, Last Dance. Dance. Michael Jordan in The Last Dance. I loved it. He, he, uh, somebody said of Michael Jordan that he never worried about a shot that he hasn't taken. Yep. He was fully right. present in the moment yeah. in the shot that he's got, right? Yeah. And I thought, man, that's good. That's like actually really good yeah um we need to really think about our schedule and yeah. understand what our schedule is yeah. like what we have on the schedule for tomorrow is actually not what we have yeah <laughs> what god's given us today and i think sometimes burnout comes because you're looking at tomorrow's schedule you don't you're even looking have at, grace for that yet you're yeah. not there yet you're what looking you at do? the next week and you're, you're saying oh my goodness it. like i don't have any free time over the next week yeah. well one thing i've learned is that god gives us grace for the moment mm -hmm. and uh and so let's just focus on what we have at hand right now let's just yeah. do our best there another thing i found is this is that god does often give us unexpected time off oh, so when yeah. you're freaking out about your schedule yeah and then you wake up tomorrow and somebody canceled on you and you yeah. have two hours of bible time yeah, yeah. Right. you know what i'm saying like, right. yeah. and and I, yeah. so you were freaking out about your schedule for what yeah. so that brings me to like two thoughts one you know that was like a couple of weeks ago i was like joel i'm barely making it through this week i've just been pleading i've been pleading jesus sees me and three canceled meetings and honestly i'm like all right he sees me which makes me think when I do have those meetings that don't cancel, he wants me to endure. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And a second is, um, man, you said something that made me think. It's so gone, but it would have been really good. I really feel good about it. I see that in, like with my job. Sometimes when patients cancel, that's like an hour block that I have. Mm -hmm. So I can like read, pray. I can make some phone calls, mm -hmm. you know, do it, do other things that, you know, and you get, that I wouldn't have time. Yeah, rejuvenated, yeah. refilled in the moment. So, I can take a nap if I, I see, want. This is the key is you don't need a, a, a day of self-care necessarily, yeah. but he just gave it to you in an hour right there. Yeah. And want to, go back to that point that you made, how you spend that rejuvenation time is so important. Is this your it second is. point that you That's have? my second point I was looking for. But really, it, what got me is because people will say, you know, people, I, I'm going to throw myself in there. Oh, I'm so burned out. And then someone's like, well, did you get rest when you pursued it? And it's like, well, yeah, I went and dabbled in the world. Like, I, rest for me is not scrolling on Instagram. It's not, mm -hmm. it's to really intentionally sure. take time. If I have not been to the mountaintop, like Spurgeon says, oh, had I not it. seen God's mm -hmm. word, yeah. There's no way I can go ahead and put a Band-Aid on, like, temporary entertainment. I'm going to come out more drained yeah. than yeah. I went in. And so I do think we do have to talk about stewarding our time and not make Bible time some task that we check off, but really go to the fountain, drink right. of the Lord, right. and drink until we feel that it's not a task, but yeah. it's a delight. And so I do think that is one thing to say, I'm really tired of any rest. Yes, take a nap. Yeah. But yet, have you have you have you seen the Lord? Have you yeah. wrestled with Him? Have you asked Him um, to fulfill you? Yeah. And that takes work, but it will it will come out in more rest. That's right, Spurgeon. So you quoted Spurgeon there. Yeah. I think it was in his book, uh, Spiritual Warfare. He says that with everything going on in modern day society, which was of course like 150 years ago, and everything going on with everything that we have to face in this world, right. 
He said, I can't imagine how anybody can face, face their schedules, face everything that they have to go through in that day without first going to the mountaintop and went on the mountaintop waiting until you see the face of Jesus. Yeah. And he said, it's only when, and of course he's talking about experiencing Jesus in his word in the morning before he starts his day. He says, it's only when I see the face of Jesus and I'm covered in his glory that I can walk down the mountain and begin my day. That's one mm. of my favorite quotes, man. Yeah. 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 Oh, and a shift I made in my mid-20s now was just realizing. that. Yeah. It was also combined with the spiritual disciplines. Uh, for me, prior to that, Bible reading was, it was kind of like, you know, I don't know, like an immature kind of approach to quiet time. Like, I'm just going to check off my box and yeah. get a little QT in. And uh, Eric, do you ever hear the word QT? That's like quality a that's time. a no qui- quiet time. That? That's a Bible quiet college. Time. It's a Bible college. Yeah, I went to so, Bible uh, college in grad school. QT, I was not saved get my until QT then. In. So I was like, "What <laughs> and, is he um, gas station?" In the secular world, is quality time. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm still thinking gas station. You're such a secular. Y'all don't have QTs here. <laughs> that's in the south. Oh, okay. But um, sorry. We're what back. was I saying? But spiritual disciplines, though, is I I I really for the first time in my life begin to study and understand the value and the purpose of spiritual disciplines. That's good. It'll, yeah. It won't save you. Only Jesus does that. Yeah. yeah. But it's a grace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's saying Show that. me someone who's burned out. I bet you nine times out of ten, they are lacking in their spiritual disciplines. And when you think about uh, tasks, you know, a burnout person, speaking as a former burned out mm-hmm. individual, does not, cannot hear of another task. Please don't give me a commitment. Right. I mean, things and like Bible study that? sounds bitterness because you think everything's required of you. Mm-hmm. So much pressure exactly. on you thinking. Yeah, and good. so I love George Mueller's quote. I've been, you know, I can speak so much to this because I literally, hi, I live here. And so I, he says, I have made the primary thing for me to do every day is to, the, the thing I attend to the first is to make myself happy in the Lord. It's until I can make myself happy in the Lord of Prayer that I'm that I'm ready. And so that's what God has required of us. The only reason that God is ever going to be pleased with me is because he's pleased with himself. You know what I mean? It's when I start thinking like, oh, I can do something extra where God will give me a gold star and that'll put me above X, Y, and Z. It's so selfish. So I'm most burned out when I am mad at other people for holding me to an expectation that I have held to myself. When I set the right boundaries and I ask God, what have you required of me? and I seek to do that, I'm unbothered. Mm. And those are really peaceful moments. I think Jesus, he modeled he modeled that for us so well. Oh, he was like, so... You know how many times he got away from the disciples, prayed? If anybody should have been burnt out, yeah. That's the Savior true. of the world should have been burnt yeah. out. And what do we find him doing? Yeah. Praying. Communing. Right. So we definitely should be, you know. Help us, Lord. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's leaning into the Lord. That's our fight against burnout. Um, it's leaning into the Lord. It's examining why we say yes to the things we say yes to. It's knowing that if 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 I cease to exist from this planet, things are going to keep going on. You know, the Garden Church will continue, probably. Yeah. Maybe not. Hopefully. But I, I won't be here. I'll be with the Lord. So I will yeah. still be building this church, even when yeah. we're done. Exactly. <laughs> Forget the Garden Church. Amen for that. <laughs> yeah. Capital C. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. <laughs> I'm so Why tired. do people say bye? <laughs> I learned that off a three-year-old, actually. Yeah, my nephew, like for some reason. shout out to Isaiah, right. my nephew says that, and I picked it up.
Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.